cannons. Box cannons. Box cannons. Box cannons. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 72. It's all about being 25 minutes late. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey. Hey? And oh, we went to go fast, faster, not slow. Faster. Sorry. And to my right, the button pusher. <laughs> my name is Brett Cropley. Uh, Good no evening, one, viewers. No one cares. You came 25 minutes late, and now we're starting 25 minutes late. But the good Kel news surprise. is... But the good news is we've got a very exciting show. In fact, so exciting. Do I hear a dial tone? N- no. Because this podcast is off the hook. That's <laughs> <laughs> shit out. That's from, uh, that's from the new series of The Simpsons. <laughs> new series of The Simpsons has actually been pretty good. Oh. I've been surprised. It's actually oh, been pretty Ross. good. Ross, 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 Ross. <laughs> hey, can I just point out, I said... Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 72. Yes. And then nothing happened. Thank you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I love about being a podcast. Seamless. We'll go back and change that later. Button push <laughs> strikes. <laughs> you got to do it one more time, Brett. Okay, because 72, and here's your maths lesson for the day, is 3 times 24. I'm sure they get it. Do you think... <laughs> You think they get it? I don't know. We've got a, a big show coming up, and it is our first show off the radio. Uh, I'm sure we're taking some liberties. And let me tell you, we're going to be so much better when we get through this rehearsal. Can I also... Uh, the show's so big. Do I hear a dial tone? Because <laughs> this podcast is off the hook. The... Uh, uh, we're not filling in for anyone, and I'm thanking no one. <laughs> That's how this show is starting. We've uh, we've got, and I don't buy it. Uh, I'm going to talk a b- little bit about the Super Bowl ads, which are always exciting every year, or at least they're meant to be. Brett Cropley is finally going to talk to us about So Notorious. Oh no, I forgot the notes. <laughs> <sighs> I've got a book review which I said I was going to do a couple of weeks ago, and we ran out of time. We, we got... did seem to run out of time a lot towards the end of the radio show. It's it's amazing. It's it's amazing what uh, you know, g- going from infinite time, yeah, to very limited time does. Yeah, and there was some talk on the blog about how long this was going to be. I guess you'll have to wait and see. The good news is we Apparently don't even know. Minutes. Yeah, 35 minutes. 35 minutes is what I'm saying. I've got to be out of here at nine. <laughs> chick, chick. Uh, the, uh, you're going to talk about sport. Yep. I'm guessing sport on television. You're just going to talk about how much you love playing lacrosse. No, sport on TV, I thought. Okay. I was going to do the lacrosse thing. At- Changed at last moment. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I think yep. I think box cutters listeners will uh, will be very happy about that. To kick and then <laughs> don't forget pork <laughs> when the show loses its focus somewhat, <laughs> as opposed to the finely oh, tuned laser beam <laughs> that it is so far. But to kick things off, as always, here's the box cutters news. Bob Geldof not content with uh, with trying to control the world's pop music on one stage at any one time 
has announced that he is going to try to launch a peace television network. Oh, yes. One channel dedicating, dedicated to saving the world. This was uh, reported in, uh, on dailyindia.com. Wow. That'll be a winner. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. The Daily India uh, quoted a, a source. <laughs> That's all they said. A source, which they read in the Daily Star. So this is like fourth-hand news <laughs> right now. Uh, it will be like a fair trade TV channel encouraging the West to help poorer nations. Have you ever had free trade coffee? I love coffee. I'm a big coffee drinker. I have. I think I had it at uh, Pram Market. Have you had free trade coffee and then had McDonald's coffee and tried to see which one tastes better? See, I haven't been to McDonald's for like six years. Right. So, no. Right. I uh, I remember having McDonald's well, coffee. See, McDonald's have got all the cappuccino kind of cafe thing. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking bottomless cup. The filter coffee. Filter coffee. Ooh, God, that was horrible. Right, yep. right. And still, better than eating free trade coffee I've ever had. If this is going to really? be like free trade for for television, ooh, I... <laughs> Geldof. You know, you know what? Have a shower and then have another look at the world. That's what I say to you, Geldof. Huh? It's curious, though, because it's not an original idea because Al Gore has been doing the same thing uh, in the States. No, he's, he does his on the internet. He's his, he's his on the internet. I'm pretty sure they've gone cable. Uh, it's not about peace, though. It's just about no, everyone a, being involved. Yeah. No, no, this is all it's, about it's peace. It's about activism. No, this is about empowering third world nations with our television. Yeah, but, you know, how different is it from Bob Geldof going, hey, Al Gore, he's got a good idea. I'm, I think I might rip that off and just make it about mm, peace. Wow, it's like he was in the room, Brett. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <sighs> Speaking of television shows over the internet, Tom Green, who people will remember as a... Uh, Nutcase. Kind of yes. gross-out comedian, uh, was briefly married to Drew Barrymore. But and who in this room hasn't been? <laughs> None of us can say we haven't. Um, it had a film that uh, didn't really do that well. Yeah, and Fre- Freddie got fingered. And lots of bit parts in uh, in kind of major Hollywood films a few Charlie's years ago. Angels Charlie's too. Angels, um, the thing with the guy, Road Trip. Ah, uh, yes. He was actually quite good in Road Trip. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got his own television show that he's running over the internet. It's uh, You can find it at tomgreen.com. It goes out live every... Uh, I think it goes out live every Friday night over there, so it screens live here on the internet about three o'clock in the afternoon. And if you want to call up, you can use uh, a Skype, 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 and uh, call up from anywhere in the world and possibly get on his show. Well, he was very one of the very early uh, video log or vloggers um, out there, mm. just you know making stuff from him being out with his homies. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be uh, yeah. It's apparent, hey, apparently, it's quite good. Either if, of you, if you are, like Tom Green, or either of you a Tom Green fan? I, I didn't mind a bit of the Tom Green show uh, when it was on MTV. I used to watch a bit of it uh, when he kind of was over the top, Chain, gross, chainsawing, revolting dead rabbits. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of a bit much for me. But some of his stuff was quite funny. Doing, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen any of the shows, but I'd actually completely forgotten about him until yeah. I was just mentioned him. Yeah. I, uh, I, I never, you know what? I saw him in Road Trip yep. and thought, wow, he's, he's a lot funnier than I thought he'd be. He had the snake, yeah? Yep, that's the one. Yeah, yep. he was he, the tour guide. 
around the around campus, mm-hmm. uh, or the narrator, mm. as we like to call them in the literary world. <laughs> the uh, and, and so I thought he was quite funny, and then uh, I watched some of the Tom Green show, and I went, no, no, no. Mm. And then I watched Freddie Got Fingered, and I went, oh my god, did somebody make it stop? Yeah. Yeah, but I did. I did think some of the Tom Green show was quite funny. Things that he did to his parents, painting a huge porno scene on uh, on his mum's on the bonnet of his mum's car, things like that. I, I do feel very sorry for his parents. Yeah, well, that's 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 the other thing. Like they're funny until you realise that they're not in on the joke, and yeah. he's he really is just terrorising this poor couple. Yeah, his yeah. parents or not, no yeah. one deserves that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never really got into it. Brett Cropley. It, it leaves his parents a little red-faced. Strange you should say, <laughs> Ross. <clears throat> because uh, another of the judges for Australia's Got Talent has uh, just been oh. announced. Oh, who, who is it? Because da- Danny Minogue has quite a red face after all that plastic surgery. <laughs> it's actually former Red Faces judge Red Simons, who's uh, once again playing the nasty judge. This is ridiculous. Did Channel 7 not realise that Red Faces was a parody? Like, he, he's doing the same thing. What, whatever shred of credibility this show had left has now just gone up in smoke by getting Red Simons as the judge. Really? I thought, I thought it went up in smoke when they got Grant Denyer to host and had Danny Minogue as... I said shred. Okay. <laughs> as, as, as a judge and then forgot to announce anything for a month... <laughs> It's like, we've got this great new show. Two people have signed up for it and we're not letting them out of their contract. (laughs) Uh, I uh, I remember ages ago, ages ago, back before the radio. Oh, when we were a podcast? In the long, long ago. I'm thinking like dinosaurs. That's too far ago? Yeah, too far. Too far. More recent than dinosaurs. More recent than dinosaurs. Less recent than the gramophone. Yep. Okay. Yep. Back when we were a podcast, mm-hmm. the uh, we, we were talking about uh, Viacom and YouTube and how Viacom had taken off all of their Daily Show and Colbert Report clips from YouTube and uh, were going to put them on iFilm, which Viacom owns. Well, yes, that was the initial report, but then there was another one uh, the week after saying that Viacom and a couple of other companies are getting together and building their own engine. Uh, rather than using the iFilm uh, ActiveX enforced environment. Yeah, but we didn't talk about that on the show. No. I think we did. No, no, no. Ah. No, that just must have been your own little rant. Because your rant went on for, for quite a while. With I, iFilm is proprietary software. And so you can't even. Blah, 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 blah. I remember that quite clearly. Anyway, they got. <laughs> yeah, rid- but the week later. You said nothing about it. There was there was another announcement no, saying yeah, yeah, there was a you, bunch of companies. But you said nothing about it. Email us. Hooray at Voxcutters.net because I'm sure they'll remember better than us. Are you recycling old rope, Josh Canal? Uh, are you going to tell us that uh, they're developing a new engine for their video playback? No, I'm not. I'm going to say that after uh, Viacom asked YouTube to take all of the yes. Viacom content down, and they did, mm. uh, YouTube now has more than 100,000 unauthorised streams of Viacom content. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Viacom are a little bit upset. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Saying that, that uh, YouTube and Google have not uh, put in the filtering tools that they said they would put in. And, uh, and that they're losing uh, as much as $48 million oh, please. through these unauthorised clips. Which is, you know... Oh, but, I'm losing that much money just by when I'm sleeping mm. because we I'm lost, not. 
We lost that much money from Brett being late for the podcast. Oh, it's right. like these reports about... Fact, I'm going to sue Brett! <laughs> it's like these reports saying that, that uh, the software and film industries lose $4 billion a year. People aren't going to freaking buy the crap that they're downloading. Just no. because they're downloading it doesn't mean that they're actually going to go out there and spend that freaking money. If, Stop being such idiots. If you add it all up, if you add up the $4 billion and the $48 million and the $100 billion that everyone's losing, where is all that money actually supposed to come from? Because at the end of a fortnight's pay packet, most people still only have... 20 bucks to, exactly. to you know to get some takeaway yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. they're just yeah. you know, just the argument is spurious is, is it's it's a falsehood basically they're out there it's just they're lobbying to uh to be able to bring in uh legislation that actually is far more draconian than anything back in the back in the pre-internet days but the real story um, here is where that- you could where you would buy a book you would read the book you'd give it to your friend to have a look at it um libraries that that kind of functionality isn't allowed through the DMCA. Actually, authors do lose a lot of money through the library system. They they, they do anyway. But, <laughs> but still, it was a, it was all fun and and it was all accepted. Yeah, and it's just the greed of these corporates. Anyway, the, I mean, I mean, the real story here, if, if we read between the lines, is that Viacom are upset because, as uh, as we said, they do want. Uh, these things on their own platform and who's going to go there's there's nothing no compelling reason to go to their own shitty proprietary (laughs) platform if uh if youtube the most popular and simple one has it uh has it there and the only reason they want them to go to their site is that they get the advertising revenue of it um but you know how 48 million dollars which is just advertising revenue that's about having ad links in, in the sidebar um but how are youtube supposed to actually police like sure they they're talking about filters but surely that's only about uh descriptive text they can't actually look at the clips no they just have to buy a viacom filter yeah viacom will sell well, it to them for 48 no, million dollars viacom wouldn't be able to do it either no i know I yeah, understand. No, 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 not unless they've got monkeys there sitting and looking at every single clip that goes up. And there are a lot of clips that go up every day. Which would be great income for people in third world nations <laughs> while they're watching Bob Geldof's channel. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of clips. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Video clips. Josh Whedon, who... Joss, Joss. Joss Whedon, yes. who... People will know as the creator of Buffy, Angel, Angel, Firefly, Firefly. Uh, is to direct an episode of The Office. Mm. Yes, yes. In fact, he's done it already. Well, it hasn't uh, gone to air. Yes, but yeah, he's that's U.S. Office. Yep. Well, um, they're not making any more British ones. Did I read that he's actually going to become a regular director on it? I don't know. I, Everyone I don't, was saying I, I, how I much they love working we with don't, him. And, Brett, we don't look. <laughs> At the world through your eyes, we don't know what you do and don't read. <laughs> is it is it the case that he's going to be directing a number he, of episodes? He was, he's going to become a regular director. He was very popular, I think, with um, Pam, the receptionist. She was she was mm-hmm. very keen on him. That's as far as I got in the article. Right. So uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. He's uh, he's also is he's he... not directing the Wonder Woman film anymore. Right. Because I was going to ask, is he doing any of his own work anymore? Because he just seems to be uh, spruiking for The Office and Veronica Mars. Well, now. he he is. I mean, he he does have the uh, Buffy comic book coming out uh, in March. 
So he's been writing that. And my understanding was that Serenity was the first of a three-picture deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was going to be an ongoing story. Involving no same yep. Firefly yeah. characters. Yeah, if it made enough money, which it did after DVD sales. Yeah. So hopefully... It was uh, number very high in the Australia's favourite film list too. Yes. Surprisingly high. I think, uh, I think Joss Whedon is, uh, is one of those guys who just keeps working and he works and he works and he works. Yep, but he he's, not, he's got no major uh, TV show in the pipeline that we know about. Not that, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Mm. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, things are afoot at Channel 9. Uh, she who must not be mentioned uh, pumped out a sprog. Uh, a little while ago. <laughs> Temptation host Ed Phillips is, and his partner she, Janie Seal from National 9 News are expecting a baby in July. Do you reckon she's coming back? She must not be named. She's not in their snazzy new nine promo that they've got. And uh, well, she gets what's 12 her name? months maternity leave. What's her name? Murdoch's very heavily featured. No, no, no. She was due back in April. Sarah O'Hare Murdoch? Yeah. Yep, she was due back in April, but Sarah Murdoch got a very prominent place in this. And hey, four she, months is a long time in TV. You yeah. don't want to be, you don't want to be promoting somebody that's not going to be there for that long. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if she comes back. I reckon it'll be easy for him to roll her back in. I um, reckon. So, be, so I reckon it'd be easier for them to pay out her contract to not have to put up with any of their shit anymore. Mm. But it's it's kind of a two for one deal from the whole, as we know from the whole boning um, period of last year about uh, if you get rid of her, then you get rid of Peter Overton, who's apparently a good journalist. Yep. Right. Um, and so is, is what's-his-face, Carl, doing it with Sarah yes. O'Hare? Yes, at the moment. Speaking of... You mean hosting. <laughs> <laughs> Not boning. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of little babies, as Brett so eloquently put it. Anyway, uh, good on you, Ed. Uh, you'll be listening, I know. <laughs> he will. Uh, making tapes of it. He'll be yes. making tapes of it. Uh Congratulations to Kate Langbrook, who just had her third child. Only, is that only her third? It's only her third. Art Honor, I think I think its name is. Its middle name is Honor, but with an E on the end. Honore. Honore? Honor. This goes with uh, her further, uh, former children, Louis Jan and Sunday Lil. No, no. They're, Louis, Louis. They're, they're current children. Right. They're not former children. <laughs> no, no, no. They're former they're just, children. No, they're her previous, previous. children. You know nothing Elder. about having children. Right, clearly. <laughs> clearly, nothing. And lastly, in the Box Cutters news, because this is the longest news segment in the world. I don't reckon this is the long. We've had much longer. We've had whole know, shows that were all we just We half an hour of news. <laughs> but I'm so used to it just Minimum. being like 10 to 12 minutes. <laughs> and now... First show back, we're back into terrible, terrible habits. 20 minutes. Well, 20 minutes of news. Well, just let me jump in here. Oh, bloody hell! <laughs> Uh, Doctor Who fans, hang on, can I just point out because BBC are planning to offer downloads uh, on their major shows before the Australian air dates of said shows, Mm. such as Doctor Who. That was interesting. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, a lot of listeners wrote in during the week saying they wanted a longer show. (laughs) This is why the show was longer. (laughs) More fools them. It it wasn't because it was any better. It's just because we were less prepared. I th- no, no, I'm, I'm just as prepared as I was when I was going to air. That's true. That's, That's true. true. You are horribly <laughs> underprepared for going to air. You're, you're as prepared as you always are. <laughs> but I think this is the magic of box cutters. <laughs> Lastly, in the box cutters news, bad news for Studio 60 fans, of which I am what? one. Mm. I think there are three in this room alone. Th- three. Mm. Well, that's, uh, that's three more that NBC would like, because Studio 60 is going on a break. 
for a little while. In its place, NBC are putting a new show called uh, The Black Donnellys. Which, which kind of sounds interesting. Well, it's, all I know is that it's a, a crime drama, but it's from uh, Paul Haggis and Bobby Moresco, who wrote that uh, god-awful film, Crash. He also, Paul Haggis also wrote... Um, Crash was a good film. No, Paul Haggis also wrote Million Dollar Baby. Right, which was, that was an excellent film. Mm. Okay, so he's, a, he's this, one and this, one. This sounds interesting as a premise. It's, uh, oh, he was on Entourage too, and he was great on Entourage. So right. Two and one. Two, two and one. Uh, but yeah, it sounds interesting. It's uh, about uh, mafia style family from uh, somewhere in America. That's oh, just outrageous fortune, uh, Rip US. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it does sound like an interesting show. But, but it is. It, it was supposed to be on Thursday night at 10 o'clock right. on NBC and instead is going on during the Studio 60 time slot. Studio 60, meanwhile, bah, 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 mm. nowhere to be seen. So, and, and so you how know far what, with Studio get, 60? With Studio 60? Well, they're about... Uh, they're 14, about 14 episodes in. 14 episodes. But that did extend it for the whole season. But Yes. Know, but they're also uh, in the middle of a two-parter. A cliffhanger oh, at over the end, Christmas. At the end of episode 14. No, no, at the end of episode 13, they're, at the, uh, they're, they're on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, so 14 did go to air. And, yeah, 14 went to air last night, Sunday night. US Sunday time. night? Yes. Isn't it usually on Monday nights over there? No, Sunday night. Maybe it is usually on Monday nights. I think it's usually on Monday nights. I don't, I don't think it went to air. I think it was meant to go to air... Monday night their time, so Tuesday during the day our time. Well, and I'm it downloading hasn't... something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Trojan. I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, I, I could be completely wrong. is the Box Cutters News. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Follows the ads. Now I can talk as much as I want. Hello, this is Ricardo Montalbano. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Twelve minutes left. I don't buy it. This week comes to us care of those lovely people at Australia's Pensioners Insurance. What? Go on. What? It's it's a three hander, isn't it? I've been having lunch with Wilbur Wilde at my local cafe. Really? Yeah, I, right. I haven't yet kind of gotten chummy with him enough to to say what the hell were you thinking of? <laughs> well, these, these... in my dirty mind, you said you've had a three hander with Wilbur Wilde, <laughs> and you haven't really gotten chubby enough. <laughs> yeah, listen back to it on the podcast, Josh. <laughs> anyway, these are uh, these are weird ads. These uh, these Australia's pensioners insurance ads. They started out. Kind of like normal ads. And then last year we had the Wilbur Wilde uh, Beauty and the Beast style chat show versions of the ads. But uh, this year they've, they've morphed again into something entirely new. They actually started out with a teaser ad with that old woman. Uh, you know, the face of Australia's pensioners insurance. That uh, old woman. <laughs> you know the one I mean. I'm not sure she is actually eligible to be insured. Really? Them. You don't think she is? Oh, she's easily in her late 50s. Really? Easily. Okay. Easily, and, yeah, I and agree. And then in the main ad, is she slaying a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> but she comes on in this teaser ad and she's saying, uh, oh, we've got such an exciting series of Australia's pensioners insurance ads. Uh, you'll see guests and fun and games, but what you won't see is 25-year-olds driving their cars really fast, going to all-night parties. What, we won't see these in the ads? We wouldn't expect to. It's old-person insurance ads. Why, why would we be expecting to see that? Then the actual ads start, and they're a pretend tonight show, like fully 
fully pretend tonight show. She's got the desk. She's got the old style mic. She's got the cityscape backdrop. <laughs> she's kidding. No, she's got the audience. Uh, and I'm thinking they must be doing some sort of community service to be roped in to, to have to be in the audience for this. And she's interviewing some guy and uh, he, he's just telling us. That's his, like Danny Bonodici. Is it Danny? Who is it? Do you know who the guy? No, have you? You know the infomercial kind of concept as a Tonight Show. Yeah. Well, have you have you seen this ad that I'm talking about? Do you know who it is? I've seen it across the room, but I haven't. Well, I don't know eyes. who this guy what, is. What show have you seen it on during? Oh, it's always on during the uh, during the Channel Ten News. Okay, I'll keep an eye out. I, I have no idea who who this guy is, and he's telling some sort of. Uh, some sort of hilarious insurance-related story <laughs> about, <As> they, <laughs> about teaching his son to drive. And he's some kind of John Paul young Starts off with Jack Thomas going, now we can get some, all get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton's on ice. <laughs> so I, I'm assuming he's just some kind of washed-up teen idol kind of person, but I've got no idea who he is. And Normie me, Rowe? Is it Normie Rowe? No, it's not. To me, this is Because the... he could, like, punch her. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, this is the worst bit of casting in an ad since Connex blew all that money flying Sheena Reeson out for those My Baby Takes the Morning Train ads. You remember which, those? Which, which was the biggest waste of money spent on, on an ad since Connex spent all that money flying Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say, oh, yeah, we've got the same name. They just spell it different. If they'd spent <laughs> that much money on actually fixing their trains... <laughs> Buying ones that weren't defective. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then the next ad in this series has another old woman on it, and they're talking about, you know, how good it is to have house insurance. Then the third ad in the series, I kid you not. This is why old people are boring, because all they do is talk about insurance. <laughs> third, ad, third ad in the series, you I kid you not. You've got a lot of time. You've got to talk about something. I kid you not. Stand up comedian. No. Doing stand up comedy about insurance. No. Well, yeah, yeah. That's had a precedent, Jim Owen. <laughs> yeah, but those ads were shit too. He, he's got lots of funny jokes like, uh, oh, I was driving my uh, four-foot van, but I went under a three-foot bridge. You see, Where's the joke? We need the Australia's pensioners insurance audience in here because they were in raptures with that. No, they're actually there. You can see them in the audience laughing. Oh um, a three three feet isn't a bridge that's a handrail yeah i know i know and then uh the cops pulled up and said what are you doing and he said i'm delivering the bridge what i'm delivering the bridge anyway uh in a in a james brown kind of take it to the bridge way (laughs) (laughs) so i i kind of i i find these ads a little bewildering and then uh i realized that's kind of the point you're uh people our age they're, they're not aimed at people our age they're aimed at people more brett's age (laughs) <laughs> they're aimed at the older generation and i figure that if you're old enough to understand the ads you're old enough to get the insurance after all it's understanding not just insurance ah no see in the meantime i'm flicking around channels looking for 25 year olds driving cars fast and staying up all night at clubs box cutters uh last night well this morning well at some stage the Super Bowl was on in the US, and blink, suddenly, all the ads are up on the internet. Ah, because, uh, yeah, I thought they would be. So, what, what's a good site to see them on? Uh, if you go to tvsquad.com, I'll put, I'll put a link up on the Boxcutters blog. In fact, I'm writing a note for myself now to do that. Mm-hmm. And then next week, when I look at this book again, 
<laughs> it's time for Fox. Like, oh, shit, I should have done that. Uh, there are so, some interesting things in this year's Super Bowl ads. Firstly, every year, oh, Super Bowl ads, oh, they're magnificent. And they've been getting progressively less and less impressive. Was that K-Fed one due to go on during Super Bowl? Yes, it was. That wasn't particularly impressive. No, but they'd spent a lot of money on K-Fed. Mm. Uh, you know, so. at least twelve dollars fifty. <laughs> There's a link to and that one. one. There's a link to that one on the blog. Yeah, that was where I saw it. Check it out. Uh, the uh, so they've done some interesting things. Doritos, most interestingly, had a competition for people to make their own Doritos ads, and they would pick two of them and show them during the Super Bowl. Mm. Very cheap to do. Because the prize is having your ad shown on the Super Bowl. So they don't have to spend all oh, really? that money. Not yeah. even a lifetime supply of Doritos. I doubt it. They'd just make Jeez you sick. Uh, th- that's, that's a pretty good price, though. I mean, looking at it from it's, a filmmaker's point of view. It's a fantastic what, price. What's fantastic? Put that you know, on your exposure. resume. Yeah. As long as you get a credit on the ad, which you don't normally do. Oh, no, no. Everyone would know. It's, you know it'll be part of that contract. I'll be on the late show. Uh, but the, uh, and so they had two ads on. Uh, which I didn't bother watching because, quite frankly, I've seen things that people make at home. Uh, what I did see, though, which was... It was just a bunch of kids hitting their dads <laughs> in the nuts. <laughs> and there were some shots of kittens. Ooh, they're cute. <laughs> That's what I thought of when you were talking about the Peace Channel before. I see clouds, kittens, a couple of nuns. Poppies of the, around the world. <laughs> Who's going to watch that? The windmills in Holland. Yeah. Excellent. With the puppies. <laughs> I like the Chinese one. The, uh, the, the ad that I saw that was actually worth the hype of Super Bowl ads, a new Coca-Cola ad. Mm-hmm. It's Grand Theft Auto. This guy's driving around, he's driving really fast, quite erratically. Stealing cars, beating up hookers. Well, almost. Is it animated? Sorry. It's it's animated, but it looks yep, just yep. like Grand Theft Auto. Yep, just like, and he's he's driving erratically, and and cars are swerving to miss him, and he uh, he parks his car half up on the on the footpath like you do in Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Goes into a shop. the The shopkeeper is frightened and uh, and ducks down behind the behind the counter. He's walking with a lot of purpose. This guy goes straight to it to the fridge, pulls out a coke, pays for it. Leaves. Goes outside. There's a car stopped in front of him. He opens the door, rips the guy out of the car, like you do in Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> gives him a Coke. <laughs> and this goes on. He ends up giving lots of people Coke. And so it goes from being Grand Theft Auto to being this kind of peace channel, uh, <laughs> lovely sing-along, which was, it's, it's a really, really good, fun ad. Really makes me want to play Grand Theft Auto. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the point, but uh, it, it was, yeah, really good ad. Strangely, I just thought of that, given I've got a brand new computer and it's on a single screen. Double screen screwed up all my gaming. Anyway. Uh, have you seen, speaking of ads, have you seen that new Pepsi ad that's in the four, four ads? The one guy is just walking along and it's the same, like it starts out. It's, it's four images of the one guy, identical, walking along. And then in the top left-hand corner, something happens to him. And you, you don't know the one I'm talking about? I think no. I've seen it on Fast Forward. Oh. But oh, it, again, haven't That show's eyes. not on anymore, Brett. <laughs> I, I need to do this show with people who watch television. 
I uh, <laughs> see. My my problem is I don't watch I don't watch the ads. Yeah, yeah. I was just interested as a Pepsi drinker what you thought of that ad. I, it makes me want Pepsi because they've <laughs> they've uh, they've changed up the Pepsi cans and they've got like they've lots ch- of they change Pepsi cans every six months now. No, but they've got like four at once. Like uh, they're all different design. Anyway, you know you know what I hate that as a Pepsi drinker. Because I go to the supermarket, I want to buy Pepsi, yep. I don't know what the label looks like. No, you don't. And you look at it and you think, oh, is that one of these new fancy low-carb Pepsis or low-sugar? Or And then I just end up buying Royal Crown and just pouring it down in the gutter because it tastes terrible. One of our listeners, tastes much better. One of our listeners, find that Pepsi ad and put a link on the blog. That, that would be, be great. That would be great. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show, love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show, and sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. Congratulations on your news, Ed. It's, uh, that's, that's great that, news. Was that his first child? I can't remember. Well, it's, it's, it's not a child yet. It's just a... Uh, oh, no, she's just pregnant, It's just, she? just, an, she's yeah. just It's pregnant. just the expectation yes. of a child. Yes, that's right. Did the he, anticipation. He, he didn't mention anything to you when you met him the other day? No, he didn't. Oh. He he didn't. I, I said, what's going on? He went, you know, been recording the show. And so he he didn't tell me once about whether or not he and his wife had had sex. Mm. This is something I've been putting off for a couple of weeks now. Um, is for, having sex with Ed Phillips? Yes. <clears throat> uh also talking about uh, the Tory spelling vehicle, so notorious, which was the uh, Tory. Stephen Stephen Boxcutter uh, brought it to our no. Well, he he'd seen clips on YouTube. He said, "Oh, this is a bit funny." I went and downloaded the entire series. <laughs> he he. I, I bumped into him. Result. I bumped into him, and he implored with me, implored me. He, he can implore with you. He implored with me to uh, to bring it to everyone's attention that he had only heard about the show <laughs> and thought it might be interesting. No, no, he kept on saying that he saw some funny clips from it. But had never seen the actual show and didn't want in any way for us to think, <laughs> us all the listeners to think, that he was a Tory spelling fan. <laughs> so I am passing that information on to you. You do with it what you will. See, because that, that was my instant reaction to Tori Spelling. I, I couldn't watch it for 20 minutes. Well, it's it's a little bit like Curb Your Enthusiasm, except it's all... it it. I can't even say it's more polished. It's all just <laughs> as crap, but I don't think they intend it to be crap. I think they intend it to have the production values of 90210, but it just falls flat so often um it's it's a piss take of her and her life and trying to get jobs and nobody taking her seriously does it have a laugh track and uh getting getting mixed up with paris hilton and um with a little dog uh now that you ask me i can't even think if it did or not um this this just psychologically scarred me (laughs) uh they're half hour episodes i watched four in a row and I, I couldn't I couldn't get out of bed for the next three days. <laughs> it is so terrible. Do not have a look at it. Um, Tori Spelling plays herself. Uh, I think he's protesting <coughs> a bit too much. Lonnie Anderson uh, plays her mother slash stepmother. I, I, I don't know about the background of the spellings. It, it, she can be both. If if she was her mother and then divorced her father and then remarried, she's then both her mother and stepmother. <laughs> 
who uh, obviously through through the uh, the series traumatized Tori as a child um, by the the cruel and tormentous things that she did to her um and uh she she kind of had this this catchphrase of um she would come across something that would affect her and she'd kind of you know stumble and and she'd go into a flashback and it'd be her her mother being cruel to her and then she'd come back and they'd go oh what is it oh nothing i can't remember Oh God, that sounds awful. Yep, yep. And the same thing. I think they did it is three it, times. Is it really that bad, or is it just the way you're telling it, Brett? No, no, he's really that bad. <laughs> do not, do not look at this at all. So that's a recommendation from Stephen Boxcutter and a recommendation from Brett Boxcutter. <laughs> they both love Tory Spelling. <laughs> Stephen actually uh, had a look at uh, the first five episodes and said, "Yeah, you know the the couple of tiny little funny bits I'd already seen on mm. YouTube." Mm. So Stephen has seen all five the five episodes after Brett passed it over, right? Yeah, yeah. I gave him a dodgy DVD. Being <laughs> on the gist of it, Tom Elliott here from a variety of different media organisations: Three Triple R, Three AW, Channel Seven, Mornings with Kerry Ann, Inside Business on a Sunday with Alan Kohler. I like to spread myself around, and so should you. Listen to the box cutters on the internet or any other media you can find them. I think it's educational. I think it's fascinating. I think you might even learn something you didn't know before. Listen to the box cutters. I always do. He just goes on and on and on. Now, I haven't heard, uh, but I was I was listening to the radio news this morning and a couple of uh, the Carlton board members got kicked out who were suggesting that they turn Princess Park into uh, a fashion uh, redevelopment. Did Tom get onto the Carlton board? As, as far as I know, he didn't. No. I, I, they, I didn't get a text. The, the ticket that they were going for for a whole new board they decided not to do a couple of weeks but they ago. kicked out so, two of the yeah but i think it was a whole ticket kind of thing so i don't think he's involved in it at all at this stage but don't quote me or maybe they can you know just get some good players <laughs> try that for a moment i read a book see that's why josh isn't watching tv yeah i know i yeah i've Nerd. been reading books Nerd. yeah so you know what we've told you about that well, this is a book about television. Ah, there you go. That's it's okay. called, called Desperate Networks, written by Bill Carter, who also wrote The Late Shift, which was then made into a telemovie, uh, which you two may have seen, because it's, it's like a book, but on television. Mm-hmm. It's about the... Uh, the the Letterman Leno Wars. Yep. So, have they just got the camera on the book and they've turned the page? No. 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 If you watch television, you'd know what it was. See, he doesn't watch television doesn't either. like stacked. He's... Stacked. I don't know. I haven't seen stacked. What is stacked? The Pamela Anderson thing. Where she's oh, in that. Itself. That. Keep going. No, it's different. <laughs> anyway, D- Desperate Networks is uh, it's it's a riveting tale, mm. it, and it's really riveting. It, it's about the the people who run the television networks and how they often have no idea what the hell they're doing, and they pretty much throw shit at the walls. Kind of like a Thirty Rock. Yeah, but real. Okay. This is uh, this is about the heads of NBC, ABC, Fox, and CBS uh, from the turn of the century, from around 1999 to 2006. You see, when you say turn of the century, I still think back to the 1900s. Yeah, that's because you're constantly late. Huh? Huh? Come on. Come on, give me that one. Uh, in the prologue, Bob Wright, who is the, the chairman of NBC phones Mark Cherry, 
who mm-hmm. is the creator of Desperate Housewives, which was that year's runaway success on rival network, ABC. And uh, Wright asks Cherry if he ever brought the project to NBC. And Cherry tells him, yes, I brought it to NBC first. And that pretty much puts us right in for all these sorts of tales of who passed on what shows and how it ruined their network and how it built up another network and everyone's just struggling. Meanwhile, Fox are creating seven different kinds of Joe Millionaire and ripping off other people's projects to, uh, to, to try to make their own versions and get them to air quicker, cheaper uh, and never better. I loved it. I loved this book so much. He, Carter, as the author, easily threads the stories right through. There are like hundreds of characters mm-hmm. in this book. And we get to see the creation of, of Survivor, American Idol, Desperate Housewives, Lost. Uh, and, uh, and there are hints at shows that then started last fall season. Uh, mm-hmm. And little hints at shows like Medium. Uh, where they just say, oh, there was this project kicking around, something about a psychic soccer mum. And that's all we hear of it. And then we know it turns into Medium, which is a a mediocre success. Uh, But we also see how much money was thrown at the launch of Joey. (laughs) Joey was going to be NBC's saviour. And uh, and then uh, we also see the the, the pitiful failure of Joe Millionaire 2. It's... It really... Just talking about it now gets me all excited again. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. It, it is a fantastic book. It's all Desperate Networks. It's published by Doubleday. I don't know if it's available here as yet. I got mine from Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, which would be cheaper than getting it from anywhere here anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, worth checking out. Desperate Networks by Bill Carter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it's drawing towards the end of summer, and that means the end of summer sport on uh, on television. Uh, we had the tennis finishing up last week, and we've got the cricket finishing up next week. And it seems that every year when uh, the sport starts, we get an influx of new technology that's uh, supposed to make the viewing better. Okay. Hotspot. Hotspot. Well, it's funny you should mention hotspot because uh, we mentioned that at the start of the year and when we were talking about it, we were predicting that it was the end of Snicko. Yes. Which has been with us since... Okay, the Snickometer. Whenever, whenever that technology was brought in. Five years ago. Five years, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't really like Hotspot. It doesn't work very well. It, it, it doesn't work at all because the bat is rarely at an angle for an edge. It, for an edge, it needs to be facing directly towards the heat-sensitive camera for you to pick up the edge. But, so no, no, but don't you get it on the follow-through because the bat still retains the warmth while it's going through, it, which gives you the extra angle for it, the infrared. It rarely works. It, 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 it doesn't work very worked. often. And then sometimes... Uh, if people were thinking, oh, there's a shout of LB, should it be LB, should it not? And you'd see, oh, it got the bat, but it also got the pad, and we don't know what it got first. And, of course, we don't know what it got first, because the only way to tell is with the snickometer mm. or with super slow motion. Yeah. Super slow yeah. motion, I thought, was quite good. Oh, well, I'll talk about that in a sec. But uh, oh. the most 
the most interesting uh, or uh, insightful use of the hotspot I thought this summer was uh, they showed a split shot of two batsmen batting in uh, 40 degree heat and one had just come to the crease and one had been there for a while. They were wearing identical helmets and the batsman who had just come to the crease, his helmet looked black mm-hmm. on the hotspot. Uh, but the batter who'd been batting for three hours in this heat had a white, hot, blazing helmet, which just which perfectly illustrated uh, how much heat escapes through the head. Yes, which I um, which well, I thought it was, was also at the at the forefront of catching all that sunshine up top. Yeah, yeah. Still, not worth the millions of dollars they spent on hotspot. Well, I'm sure that wasn't the intended. <laughs> that wasn't the intended. Uh, yeah, intended thing they wanted to use it for. Uh, Super Slow Mo came in a couple of years ago. Now you're talking about cricket? I'm talking about cricket and tennis here. Now is it actually Super Slow Mo in that it does hundreds of, of frames per second? In the cricket it does. Okay. In yeah, the cricket I, it does hundreds yeah. of frames per second. I, it didn't look as good on the tennis from what I saw. Okay. Well, see, with the tennis they kept on having these presentations where they were slowing down what looked like just normal footage to two frames a second. And it was taking an interminably long time for any freaking thing to happen. So you'd have this shot of them going into the net to get this this uh, volley, well, and going, it would take five minutes for them to for the ball to actually come on the screen, so you can see what they're doing. Well, I think like anything else, I mean, the technology is one thing, but it's it's really it's how you use it. Like if 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 you're using it in a cricket and you see how the bat bends. When it hits, when the ball hits it, that's amazing. That's something mm. that you would never see with your naked eye. But to see the actual bat bending around when it hits this ball is, is fantastic to see. Similarly with tennis, when you see the strain on their muscles uh, as they hit the, as they hit the ground, or you know, you see how high they jump when they're serving. That's fantastic. Shots of them celebrating, winning putting a point, up. putting the thumbs up. Leighton Hewitt's obnoxious. Come on. In slow motion, you're really not learning anything oh, were, new. Were they doing that? Yeah, yeah. They were doing five-minute montages of entire songs. Oh. Yeah. You see, And I just thought it was because that semi-final game went so short. No, no. This, they, is, this they, is a regular they thing that they do. Because I have been doing that for a couple of years. Wouldn't that, that, wouldn't it's that just be, such bad TV. Wouldn't it, it be better it's entertainment shocking. to show... And like, it's really grainy. Sorry. To show, say, the three of the best rallies from... Uh, from well, the season, well, they, can, or, they you know, kind of do like that. that. They kind no, of do Josh, that as well with Hotspot. But wouldn't it be better to show the? Just, it's just traditional media. You don't want any of that, Josh. Wouldn't it be better to show the tennis that's occurring on the other courts? No, rather no, no, than going through no. this Ross, crap. Ross, if they're not on centre court, they're not important games. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Uh, I think that. How many games did did uh, Federer play that weren't on centre court this year? He never got off centre court. Right, and and how and, many games? And weren't? who and who won the Australian Open? That's, that's how many true. games weren't in the evening. Eighty uh, percent. What? How many <laughs> games? How many games weren't in the evening? How many of Federer's what? games were during the evening session rather than oh, during the day oh, session? No, he he had mixed. I think he only played three or four a night. But once you get towards the end, you play a lot more a night. I think he only played. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, I mix. I mix. But the, uh, the anyway, they they used to cross to the other courts quite a lot. Yeah, maybe they're just not putting the cameras out there now. Maybe, maybe, but they're doing yeah this these terrible slow mos of people celebrating, which is just awful. With the worst music as well. Yeah, yeah, it's hideous. But the uh, the most interesting kind of change this year for both the tennis and the cricket has to do with the commentary box. This year, for the first year, Channel Nine put three 
active commentators on at the one time rather than just having the two. Wow, so it was like listening to the box cutters talking about the cricket. It was, it was. Really? Do they talk over each other? No, they didn't tend to. <laughs> yeah, so it, that's, that's quite a big change and uh, it, it doesn't harm it. It's, it's, it's okay. So that was just the cricket? Because there was a lot of feedback bad about uh, Jim Courier. Well, well, with the, the with the tennis, they did something different as well. They did uh, they still had the two commentators, but they had them rotating, which I thought was an interesting idea. Which is what they used to do with the cricket, or they still do. With they the still cricket. do with the cricket, but um, sounds like tag team. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and uh, while you occasionally got a bit of repeat information, you know, when the new commentator would come in, he wouldn't realise what they'd been talking about just uh, prior to that. If you've got a four-hour tennis match with two commentators that you hated in the past, you just had to sit through it. It's much better with having the rotating commentators. That's, that's true. Surely yeah. they should have it on the background so they can actually have half an ear on what's going on yeah, just you, before they come in. I, I'm, I know they do with the cricket. They're very, they're very good at that with the cricket, but, um, yeah, not, not I, so much with the I tennis. have to say, I think Channel Nine's cricket coverage... Especially after they, uh, they they took your advice of not you know covering what? over it. You know bear. what? After last week's box cutters, when I thought we had all this power, Friday night, a current affair. Really? In in what had been the most exciting game to date, current affair missed the first half hour of the Australian innings. You know why? Because box cutters finished on air last week and they think all our power's gone. Yeah, they think so. They we'll, think so. We will show them. But yeah, but but other than that, Channel 9's coverage, it, it just... Well, just, just one more thing on that on that uh, note. This week on uh, on Sunday, in fact yesterday, mm. uh, before we're recording, when we're recording this yesterday, <laughs> someday in the past for you people listening, uh, they uh, finished the news didn't go straight to the cricket, had five minutes of promos for McLeod's daughters and Channel 9, blah, 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 and missed the first over. Really? Now, that's just crap. That's unnecessary. It is. But it's perfect for them. They've got an audience there looking to get on the cricket. Yeah, that's true. And they're doing true. a lot of ratings on that. And if it's they want true. to promo the stuff that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah worked well. Next week, Ross, you'll uh, talk to us about lacrosse. Yes. I look forward to that. <laughs> hey, um, when I cast my pod it's with the box, box cutters, cutters in, in mind, mind. box oh. cutters <laughs> pod cast done pork, pork is, on, is on, the on the table i told you ross you wouldn't be able to get it <laughs> uh he was he was throwing me off he was throwing me off it would just have been me i would have got it for sure hey uh just at the start of pork can we do a new segment sure <laughs> okay brand new segment this one's called Show description of the week. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. It's just taken from the pages of TV Week. It's taken from the pages of Brett, the... Brett, you ruined that intro. It's ta- no, I thought it was good. I know no, no you... but the, he talked over it at the end. It doesn't matter. Can we, do, you... it, can we do it again? We'll do it again at the end. Okay. Uh, this, uh, this comes from the Green Guide this week. Uh, Channel 7 had persisted with showing Vanished. You remember Vanished, the show about the senator's wife who gets kidnapped? And it, yep. got, it, got axed, it got axed in the US. Like and three episodes in. No, no, I think they, well, they five, made about... Five or seven. Uh, yeah, something like that. But they're yeah. up to almost the last one. I think they screening. did make them all and then they put them online. For With the, this one? The Die they? Hards. Yeah. Oh, okay, because they're up to almost the last one. With Channel Seven, and uh, and I kind of got the feeling that the uh, that the producers or the writers or whoever had kind of given up by this point, because this was the uh, this was what it says for uh, this week's vanished vanished Sarah's abduction is somehow tied to the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I, and I love just I love the use of somehow. It's like it's complicated. We, we don't know. It's look, just just we're, go with it. We're getting the axe soon. Who cares? Somehow links. Uh, never mind. And that was show description of the week. Bum 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 bum. Anyway, no I did way. have a look at Justice last week. That was Justice, yeah. Justice, is which started house with, house with the Justice. No, no, with... that's that's Shark. Justice, Justice, because oh, no, nowhere near Justice house. is C- Justice is CSI with lawyers. That's right. Justice, which started with episode five. five. No, it didn't preview. start with. It was it was a sneak preview. preview. Well, apparently next week they're showing episode seven, <laughs> which is a sneak preview. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double sneak preview. <laughs> So they're going to get through, go randomly through the entire season saying sneak preview, and then you'll get uh, four months down the track and they'll start the, the uh, season. You won't get four months down the track. <laughs> double. <laughs> not, with, not with justice. Double you value for them, Marty. <laughs> you'll get maybe two months down the track. Hey, talking <laughs> of justice. stuff that's uh, on really late at night on the telly, uh, the, the Monday nights on Channel 7 uh, late night has... has been a bit of a sweet spot for me for for some time. Boston Legal was in there. Uh, Huff was in there. Alias. Huff actually uh, returns tonight. Uh, Alias, yes. Although I haven't season four. Into it. Though. He's talking about a sweet spot for him, not right. not for you. Sorry, but yes, although I'm Alias sure, is there. I'm sure he he likes it when you get enjoyment out of things, Ross. Um, a <laughs> bit of a bit of a guilty pleasure. Uh, oh, the Joey thing. No, Joey, you love Joey with with Uncle Joey. Um, Un- Uncle Joey. Joke in progress. Did, you did. You guys didn't see any of that. It's it's gibberish to me what you say. You know Uncle Joey from Full House. Uh, the cool one, the cool uncle. Oh, John Stamos. Yes, ERs, oh. ERs. John Stamos. Was he in ER? No, he's in ER now. That's that's oh, why really? they got all their ratings back. Really? Yeah. Well, and and there were two of him in Full House. He played like. That he was one of the two identical twins. No, 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 no. no, no. That's uh, you're thinking of the uh, Olsen twins. There. Ah, right, right. Yep. Yep. And there were three of them because there was Mary, Kate, and Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) So Jake in Progress was uh, with him and uh, the chick from uh, from that fashion thing with David Spade. Just shoot me. Just shoot me. Which which chick? Who was the old model woman? Laura. Oh, the old model woman. (laughs) From just shooting, <laughs> just shooting. Yeah, this is so like no, anyway. this is like a podcast version of charades. It's ridiculous. Anyway, Jake in progress was <laughs> three words. Three he words. was he was working for a Elephant. publicity company. He was he was a publicist for the stars, and she was in it as well. And he was looking for love. Um, but it was it was very sweet and kind of, actually really interestingly shot. But um, that finished up, and uh, now we have. Uh, what about that other one that you quite liked? The one that was on at 8 o'clock at night about the guy who always gets drunk and comes up with the solution at the party and then goes and impresses the The loop, that, that kind of got shoved into an 11 o'clock slot somewhere. I did see it in a listing, but um, I haven't really caught it where it's at. Um, but Starved is on at the moment. And this is just a seven-part uh, thing, which is which is set around an eating disorder That's, support group. It's, uh, oh. it's like our listeners for entertainment. <laughs> It's directed, written, and uh, starred in by Eric Schaefer, who we know from. I think. I think you're well from making pens. <laughs> I, I went through his credits, and um, you're thinking of Eric. Barra. I didn't. Re- <laughs> I didn't recognise anything, but I really know his face. Right. Um, 
but uh, yeah, it's a good season and a good show. Only goes for seven episodes. We're halfway through. Um, I know, you can pick it up. That's once a week, is it? That's once a week. Okay. Uh, late night. Okay. Channel 7. Uh, speaking of uh, weird Channel 7 programming, uh, Channel 7 are advertising their big Wednesday lineup at the moment. Giving it heaps, it's of, just, heaps they, of they're just going to show the surfing movie over and over again. <laughs> so they've got Heroes at eight thirty. Yes, Prison Break at nine thirty. Do you think this is a bit of a waste for Prison Break? No. Is really? anybody watching Prison Break? Prison Break season two. You don't like? Yeah, it's you really? know it's fun on the outside. Yeah. The roses grow. It's fun. More importantly, what's on Wednesday night at ten thirty? No, no, no. But it just I'll get to that in a second. Okay. But what about you, you're not enjoying? <laughs> Prison Break season two, like it's it's good. It's it's very I, exciting I, still. I uh, mean, it's completely nonsensical. I, yeah, I, th- that's a big problem, and I don't give a shit anymore. Uh, like at the, okay. I I wanted to see, you know, it was solving a puzzle. Yeah, the first series was yep, solving a very puzzle. Much so. Yep, I like that because I'm a nerd. Yeah, I like solving <laughs> puzzles. Now, puzzle solved, eh, didn't work so well. It's just running. Yeah, and and running, running I, I see once every of, four years. Running in front of trains. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's Like fun. whenever they want to escape, Again. whenever they want to escape, they just run around. There's a train. Oh, get in front of the train. <laughs> Quick. And then... <laughs> and it's, it's gone. And then the FBI are on the other side going, damn, we lost them again. That's, I, 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 could, I could shoot them through the gap. Through the gap. There's a gap. There's, oh, oh, oh. Oh, the train goes like two minutes. Takes for the train. Oh, they're long gone. Long, long. We can't even... Fu- <laughs> Firstly... My mother always told me not to cross over train tracks <laughs> unless I was at a level crossing. The uh, but but I think I think it's still exciting. Yeah, but it's for me it's not as exciting because it's yep, it's ridiculous. I it's ridiculous, but not completely ridiculous like Twenty Four is, which yep. I, I talked about last week. And yep. and for me, when it gets to that stage, all that's exciting for me is how ridiculous a show can be. Yeah, yep. which is why I love this season of Twenty Four yeah. so much. Well, speaking of Twenty Four, they did the big premiere on. What did we say? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Eight thirty till ten thirty. The big Wednesday. No, 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 no. the premiere. This is the premiere. They did the premiere on Tuesday night. They did big two hours. They did another yep. big two hours on Thursday night. They which, advertised, which followed on from what they did, what Fox did in the states, yep. uh, where they had four episodes over two nights. They had huge amounts of advertising for this on Channel Seven, and then suddenly it's all but disappeared from the schedule. It's now on at. 10.30 Wednesday nights. Which is just ridiculous. And it, and it's not like those two episodes did really badly, so they put them there. This is this is clearly where they planned to put it. It was it was part of their big Wednesday plan. I mean, I, I know in the States, you know, 10 to 11 o'clock is a, is a big time slot but over not there. Here. But not here. Here people are in bed. Not here. I mean, I think, I think prison breaks wasted at 9.30. I think 24 is completely wasted at 10.30. But I guess if nobody's watching... And that's uh, see that's Set your video. What are you a, complaining about? It's a strange thing. Oh, because it's, also it's, I'm not concerned for me. <laughs> I just think it's an odd <laughs> episode five of uh, this season of Twenty Four, which airs this Wednesday night, gets even more ridiculous than than I thought it could. Right. Uh, remember how I, I said it starts ridiculous, and you know mm-hmm. where can it go from here? Oh, they've got places. They've got places to go. It's fantastic. So you must be looking forward to watching that on Wednesday night because you couldn't have got it any other way. Uh, Channel 7 sent me a tape. Oh, Channel 7 sent you a tape. Oh, perfect, perfect. Now, talking of programming stuff, did we cover last week that the chaser were moving from Friday night to yes, Wednesday night? Yes, yes, we did. Okay. No, 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 we covered uh, it. We covered it off- sorry, we covered it, we covered it off air last week because we covered it on air 
months ago. I did not. See, I, I don't remember covering it no. either. Oh, we didn't. Maybe we didn't cover it, but it was news anyway, months this ago. Is cool. This is the crackling. <laughs> if you're hanging around on Friday nights for the chaser, don't do it because it's in the big Wednesday on the ABC. Uh, so it's following Spicks and Specs. Radio. Okay. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it would be. It's in that Spicks and Specs uh, at the movies with formerly uh, extras time slot. Yep. And that brings us to the end. Oh, really? Well, that's, that's, that's an hour. Okay. It's actually not quite. It's 59 minutes and 50 seconds. I, I'm sure. Yeah, and the 10 seconds it would take <laughs> us to sign off. Hey, you know how you were talking about um, with your book, Desperate Networks and Bad Network Decisions? Yes. I read during the week that uh, David Lynch made uh, Mulholland Drive originally as a TV pilot. Yes, yes. For, for ABC. For ABC. Which I, was why it was so complica- complicated because it had to have lots of threads that he could string through different episodes. I read that the uh, that the person who was uh, the network chief who was doing that was watching it at six o'clock in the morning whilst on the phone. No. Apparently so. And that's and he rejected it based yeah, on that. Did, didn't like what he saw. Cockhead. I mean that's if that's the sort of standard disrespect yeah. that, that creatives get from Where did, executives. Where did you read did you read that in Lynch on Lynch? Uh, I read it on the internet. Okay. So that's going to be I, true. Because I'm, I'm reading, uh, I'm reading the last half of Lynch on Lynch at the moment, Fantastic and uh, and I'm almost up to Mulholland Drive. I'm just going oh, through the straight see, story now. You see, my Lynch on Lynch finishes at Lost High. Uh, I'll have to lend you the last three chapters of this one. Yeah, I'll lend you the whole lot, and then you just read the oh, last really? three chapters. Oh, really? Can't you just rip it out and I'll stick it into my copy? No, no, that won't mm. work. That mm. that will deprive them of income. million a year. If I just lend it to you, then they get that money. That (laughs) brings us to the end. It's it's a curse. (laughs) Brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 72, some of 73, a little bit of 74. (laughs) Those who were asking for a long show. (laughs) Oh, and I also want to say to Catbrain, yes, we would like to play uh, some more music. That'd be a a fun game. That would be good. That That would be be a fun game to play, but. We can't on the podcast because of copyright reasons. Well, not TV music anyway. No, we can play music that we've written. <laughs> we can play the box cutters or thing. other or other uh, Creative Commons license. Yeah, yeah, we stuff. can. Yeah, but uh, that's not what she <laughs> wants. She doesn't just want us to play Creative Commons stuff. Okay. That's very uh, the goodies. And yes, now, and a walk in the black forest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we will also get back to uh, to some movie yes, movie no uh, in the coming weeks, and, uh, and hopefully, we uh, oh, I love that game. Hopefully, some more on the uh, on the blog as well. Mm. By the way, check out the blog boxcutters.net and email us hooray at boxcutters.net. Until next week, buy something from the big superstore of love. Yeah, there was a big rush on it this week. There was. <laughs> My name is Josh Cadal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey. Let's be careful out there. Hey, Ross. Whatever happened to your tune in next week? And you will hear Dr. Bob say... Oh, I don't, uh, I don't you know. Started, you started doing it. Brett interrupted you yeah, the first Brett, time. Yeah, Brett interrupted me and I, and, and I got sad. Yeah, fair enough. He does that to us all. 